Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Hitesh Hati is, of all the people that I know, maybe the ultimate outsider. He was born in Uganda to a high-caste refugee family from India. Then, when he was a teenager, he was transplanted to a blue-collar community in upstate New York. He went to Harvard, and once again, he is back in a working-class neighborhood in what was formerly an Irish and Italian community, uh, which is now rapidly becoming multinational like so many neighborhoods. He has probably seen more sides of a changing America day-to-day than I ever will, and that I imagine most Native Americans ever will. Every once in a while, we ask Hitesh if he could let us know how his life is changing. Today's report began actually two years ago with an interview that we did with him when he was not yet a family man, and it concludes with the conversation we had just two days ago when he showed up as the uh, father of a 16-month-old boy. We called Hitesh's interim report, today's morning story, Are You Sure You Come From America?, I remember very early on in America, this very beautiful girl who was two years older, I was 15, she was 17, saying to me, what kind of music do you like? And I knew a lot was riding on the response. You must have a certain amount of disdain for, say, country music or bubblegum music. The mark of maturity was to have moved beyond the Jackson 5 or the Osmonds. I mean, all through high school, I noticed that people were afraid in a way I'd never known of being rejected. And it was the most separating thing. The idea that you were meant to have an opinion about everything. (laughs) On my first long trip after being in America, being with some cousins who thought I was the coolest thing because I was from America, and they were playing this music from me. I think it was Dire Straits. I'd never heard of it. And finally, one of them said to me in exasperation, Are you sure you're from America? (laughs) That's when I knew that the world I had grown up in was a world in passing. The India that lived within me wasn't quite alive in the same way for them. It lived in the older branches of my family, but certainly not in the same way in the young. Of course, all of us feel that the world of our childhood is gone forever, secretly locked up in us. That's part of the story of the Garden of Eden, I suppose, and in many other cultures. I think now, as I'm older and I'm meeting people from everywhere around, we have Buddhists from Laos and Muslims from Yemen, you know, in our community here in Boston. I think it's some real desire to connect, and even a form of kindness, some way of letting me know that Whatever I might be, it's acceptable here in multicultural Boston or Cambridge. But most of you is silent. No matter how kind and uh, solicitous people are, your world is just a silent presence within you. There's almost no reaching out from it. You know, when you've come from another place, a 
completely different life in history. How do you even talk to people about it? In the last uh, year and a half, my wife and I, this interracial couple, we had a child who's now 16 months old. Neighbors who clearly were not very happy that we were there in the neighborhood and hadn't spoken to us in four or five years, really, had barely nodded to us, all of a sudden were stopping their car when they saw me outside and saying, how's the baby? How's the mother? You know, what does he weigh? And, and it's been like that since then. So it was, a, it was a passport, I guess, of membership on my street. And I remember we live right next to the schoolyard uh, to which most of the people in the neighborhood have gone for two generations or three. And, you know, the schoolyard is now a kind of difficult place to lots of swearing, lots of kids fighting. Some of the kids in the schoolyard had always been uh, somewhat iffy about me and my wife. I was a foreigner and they were often unpleasant. Lots of things shouted at us. My wife called a yuppie and that was among the nicer things. Uh, myself sort of called everything, people leaving messages about, you know, oh, uh, do you eat pork? A lot of these messages. And then I talked to one of the mothers of these teenagers and she said, you know, I don't want to say the kid's name, but you know, Dan, let's call him, Dan looks at you and the other day he asked me, he said, mom, is that, is he one of the guys I might have to fight if I have to go over? to Afghanistan and Iraq. Here's a 16-year-old boy, Irish Catholic background, sweet guy, facing a different world, a world in which I represent the end of his childhood in this small Catholic, working-class, Irish and Italian world that he knew by bringing myself and my wife there. I also represent dangers in the world. As if human beings can be so neatly categorized I think about, oh, my child, um, you notice in that schoolyard that the kids all more or less speak in the same accent, use the same words and wear the same clothes. The schoolyard is making them into one thing and that thing is American. Um, it just so happens that America is this remarkable place where part of that one thing includes some profound difference too, which is that you know, Fatima's mother more or less covers her entire body and wears a scarf on her head. But somehow it seems to become for Fatima just an expression of her Americanness that her mother is different, just as Danny O'Regan's mother is different and wears lipstick, which Fatima's mother would never conceive of wearing. Uh, and yet somehow they are becoming American, these kids. And I suspect that my child, our child, will be rather like them that he will have parents who don't eat hot dogs and cook all these odd foods and he probably, poor kid, will have been forced to learn three different words in three different languages for everything. Uh, but that'll be an expression of his Americanness.
That was today's morning story. Are you sure you're from America? From Hitesh Hati. I'm here in the studio with Gary Mott. Uh, How can you live in the Boston area and not eat hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, well, what a fascinating guy. I remember his telling me what he just couldn't get, and he mentions this in the piece, you know, this, this idea that you are your opinions in this country. That he grew up in an India where everybody lived together. High caste, low caste. They were constantly walking through each other's lives, running to each other on the streets. They'd be in each other's houses in some ways. There were certain barriers that you had to respect because of the culture. But at the same time, you grew up surrounded by people of every kind. And I think he misses that the most in America, that this so-called melting pot of America still likes to isolate people socioeconomically. And uh, that's, that's kind of surprising to him. And, of course, now he's a father, which yeah, is uh, yeah. uh, no small change. When I hugged him hello, he burped me. <laughs> 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 it was just a reflex, but <laughs> I knew that the guy needed a nap. <laughs> uh, last week, we made a request to hear from people where in the world they were taking us. It's been wonderful to get a sense of really what kind of relationship you have with the podcast. Gary, you've got some letters there, right? Yes, yes. We got a letter from Lloyd. Uh, who lives in the Baltimore area. Each Saturday, I burn a CD with two tracks. The first track is This American Life, and the second track is Morning Stories. I then pass it on to the ESOL, that's English for Speakers of Other Languages, department at the high school where I teach mathematics. Well, what an honor to be included Cheek by Jowl with This American Life, uh, which is a wonderful broadcast on, on PRI, and which also tells the stories of people in somewhat longer form. Lloyd has discovered a great solution for listeners of podcasts that don't have MP3 players. Cause it, put it it's on not, a CD? You can put it on a CD. It really still is earth-shaking to realize that something that used to live just briefly on the wind actually can... In the ether, yeah. In the ether can land in solid form on the earth and be passed around like, like uh, beads. <laughs> Like it's currency, like an experience. It's great. To have it affect, a, you know, maybe to be used in the classroom is, is interesting. And it's also a theme. We heard from a, a woman in Brazil. She says, I'm a Brazilian lady who's been teaching English for many years now. She had just listened to this uh, one foot in front of the other story, Caleb Smith's story about walking every street in Manhattan. She loved that. She said, just beautiful and what a great song. She says, I love listening to morning stories and I wonder if I could use them as a teaching tool. Well, we're actually going to be speaking to her in a future podcast and catch up on the ways in which she actually is doing that right now. So that that was fascinating. Also heard from Dean in Rochester, New York. I walk a lot. My iPod is always with me when I do, and I frequently listen to you while walking in downtown Rochester, New York. Today, I happen to be at the JCC working out before heading off for a choral rehearsal. What's that, the Jewish Community Center? Jewish Community Center. Uh-huh. I think that I enjoy your short discussion after each week's story as much as I enjoy the story. Before we completely uh, overstay our welcome with you, we, we, we can't leave without thanking our constant donor and supporter, Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software for all of the help they've given us in making this podcast a podcast. If you'd like to know more about them, check out their website, ipswich.com. That's I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. Check them out. And once again, our email address, morningstories at wgbh.org. And feel free to surf on over to our website as well at wgbh.org slash morningstories. 
Keep on letting us know how we fit into your lives, and we'll keep on trying to make it a better fit. We'll see you next Friday. Take care.